Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the only podcast produced by three winners of IMSA's Spirit of the Race Award. That's right, you're tuned into the Check Engine Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. My name is Nick. As per usual, I've got my uh, co-hosts with me. Behind the producer box is Tristan. What's up? <laughs> Behind the producer box. Yes, that's me. Uh, producing away. Producing away. Yep. And also... The one, the only, Andrew is back with us. What's going on, Andrew? Ooh, I need the verbal equivalent of a bow for that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Or I, tr- I tried oh, something there. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I tried something there, and I don't think it went. Yeah, so did I. We're off to a slow start. It's going bad. <laughs> Aren't we always? <laughs> you, you can tell it's been a while since we've done this. Oh, I'm so rusty. So we got to shake some rust off tonight for sure. Um, as you can tell, we're not professionals at this, folks. We do not do this for a living we do not work for any automotive companies we do not work for race teams or race leagues we're just uh three guys who uh who love talking about cars and uh we don't want to just talk about them at you we want to talk about them with you so um feel free to reach out man you can find us at checkenginepodcast.com there we have a direct email, um, inbox at checkenginepodcast.com, or you can find us on the socials. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Facebook, it is Check Engine Podcast, so be sure to like us there. If you don't like us, that's cool. At least share us with some other people, because you might know someone who would like us. Um, Twitter and Instagram is a slight change. We are at Check Engine Pod on both of those. There's no cast on the end of it. So give us a follow over there as well, if you don't mind. And if you're really, really into us and uh, you really like what we do, um, we do have a support page. We actually have two support pages. Um, One is support at anchor.fm slash check engine podcast, or the other is patreon.com slash check engine podcast. None of the money that goes into there will be put in our pockets. That is all going to be used to make this a better experience for you, the end user. So um, thank you in advance if you decide to help out. Um, Housekeeping over, what is on the docket? Tonight, we're going to talk about, is is it the most premier name in all of car culture, Ferrari? Molto bellissima. Oh, molto bella. Forza Ferrari. It must be, right? Ferrari has to be. When you think car, the first brand that pops into your head, besides maybe Tristan? (laughs) Right, other than Tristan who thinks Audi. We'll come back to that later. (laughs) But uh, I I think it has to be the premier name, right? I mean, they have their own amusement park. Oh my god, that's right. I never even thought about that. So we're going to talk about Ferrari. We We had to eventually. I've uncovered some things that have completely blown my mind and i have a, i have takes i have ferrari takes are they so. as hot as ferraris mm. <laughs> <laughs> way to sell it yes concerned <laughs> concerned grown yes they are as hot as people think ferraris are oh that was the first one <laughs> getting getting rolling early that was a, that was a great that was a great sell, man. <laughs> Jesus. Um, before we get into any of that, though, um, we should always start off with a pace lap or two. Does anyone have anything for the group? Actually, I have a question first. Have either of you ever driven 25 miles an hour? I Ever. Like on purpose? Well, I mean, by definition, yes. No, I, I mean just ever. I pass through 25 miles an hour. Because I was behind... It must have been a moment where I was traveling 25 miles I was behind a student driver in a 25 coming down, you know, kind of the back way. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Have, have, honestly, have you ever driven 25 miles an hour? No, you know and, how slow that and is? And what's more... And just stop at 25? No. Like, and, I've driven slower than that in parking lots, obviously. And what's but, more, that is a gear that doesn't exist in my car. I believe I it. I cannot go 25 miles an hour. I can go 30 or I can go 15. It's unbelievable. I, I did not realize how st- 25 miles an hour is very slow, and, and I guess feel, I've never driven it. You feel like you can get out and walk <laughs> faster bad. than 25 yeah, miles an so hour. so bad. Yeah, I've never, like I said, in parking lots, or obviously like heavy traffic situations, like 
downtown somewhere. Oh, like yeah. you'll kind of crawl around at twelve or fifteen. Wait, but... son, that's up and down through twenty-five miles an mm-hmm. hour. That felt that feels like it was a little faster than what we were driving. I don't even I don't even know what happened. It took me a hundred years to get from ninety-four to here. That's all I know. <laughs> or from uh, yeah, we've been that when we said we haven't done this in a while, we were waiting on Andrew to get here. Yeah, exactly. And yep, the whole time in transit. <laughs> so. I have a a semi-related neat car story, <laughs> uh, if not you know, neat car news. Um, as we, I believe, have discussed at least once on the show already and many times between us, there is definitely an established scientific principle called the Grand Theft Auto effect. Mm-hmm. Yes. As soon as you purchase a car, everyone else has one. Yes. Um, and That's so, a real thing. Yeah, so now... Look it up. It was in the Geneva Convention. <laughs> Geneva Convention. <laughs> dealing with prisoners of war and what cars are on the road. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> yes. uh, so of course, now I see WRXs everywhere. Everywhere. They really are everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, I'm driving home from work, and I see a white one appear in my rearview mirror. And it's it's stop-and-go traffic, so who's passing who is just kind of dependent on all the wave theory going on. And we come up to a stoplight, and... The white WRX is right next to me, and flying directly in the face of our last episode. Who is driving this WRX? Flat build cap dude. Nay, a grandma. Yes. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> she had to have been sixty years old. That's awesome. Um, and at least how new was the car? Like, twenty fifteen to nineteen. It's the newest body style. Really? Yeah. Wow. A CVT. Because I wouldn't want to be driving a manual at 65 necessarily, depending on if my knees are still intact or not. So there's a good even if they are, you know, who wants to do all know, that work? Right. There's there's a good. <laughs> she earned a break. Right. Man. Exactly. There, there there's a good chance that you know those have been replaced already, and that doesn't sound fun. So driving the the CBT, but she kind of pulls up next to me, turns and looks, and then looks back. I'm like, does she know me? She like did a double take almost. <laughs> and I'm like, who is that? And Grandma. She, she, she does a double take, and then waves furiously like hi you drive one of these too it was so funny so funny good for her yeah exactly god damn more of that go yeah please more of that share stories of that as we said at the end of that episode drive what makes you happy Mm -hmm. amen to that you know i honestly i see i didn't know the wrx came with the cvt until we went to go pick yours up i i really think that a lot of people could drive that car and maybe even should but aren't even considering it because they probably don't know. I mean, it, they think it's manual and that's it. Well, it rides very nicely on the road. It has like you know that thing in uh, supposed like old people's cars, like Scions. Like the step out is very important. It has a very nice one of those. It, it does. Know. But you know, it's got some horsepower to it too. So it has, in the words of my dear departed great grandmother, quote, some pep. Some pep. Yep. Yes. yep. Some pep. Yes. Definitely comes with some pep. It's a Subaru. It's very safe. That's that's yeah, like another reliable. Too. It's very safe, safe. and reliable. That's, <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, I've got a couple bits of neat car news. Um, one, right in front of Miller Park the other day, I was driving to like an offsite meeting with a vendor, and rolling past Miller Park, and there was a black Bentley Continental Speed Eight. It's got to be a player's car. You'd think. Or, well, team exec, obviously. You'd think. <laughs> they didn't turn into the stadium. They drove mm. past. Okay. So, and I think, I mean, it was going pretty quick. Um, <laughs> oh, was it? It was hustling. <laughs> yeah, it was hustling. So, um, I believe it took the, the turn on the bypass to go down to Chicago. So, I'm guessing oh. it was some Chicago money. That uh, could be, too. They do a, that's where if you drive a nice car in Milwaukee, you bought it in Chicago. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it's true. And the other one that I want to bring up, also hearkening back to the stereotype episode, on the way into work this morning, I was behind a Veloster Turbo. Yay! And the license plate said Turbo, only with two U's, so it was Turbo. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, you actually saw the person that has the turbo let nope. Tur- <laughs> you didn't see that guy. <laughs> turbo. But yes, it was a woman. Okay. So you are still the only male who drives a Veloster. Except for the guy at Road America. Except for that one guy at Road America. I saw 
it's down still my phone is recovering from being new it's still down in the full res version the white r spec was that in the parking lot parking lot in milwaukee there's there's another one that it's probably that white r spec that i've seen driving around so that's interesting it's the only other, uh, well, there's a black one at Road America, but the only other one I've seen is a white one somewhere in this area. I've seen it throughout Waukesha a few times. It's probably that person. Probably. Andrew, you brought a news story. You brought you brought a discussion point I, on to this too, right? Yeah, inspired by a couple things that have happened. 90s kids, remember. Uh, only well, 90s kids, yeah. We, we've talked about the Toyota Supra a few times on this podcast, and... It's coming back. the 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 name of Legend is returning in a car from Toyota, another sports car, two door. It's been announced for a while. Pictures of it have been released for a while. They've announced it's going into NASCAR. On and on and on. All of this hype. They're giving it to reviewers. All of this is normal, except, except. a big except. But wait, <laughs> Toyota. All right. So typically, what'll happen with a car is there'll be spy shots of it wrapped in some, you know, like bizarre pattern camo, and all of that's designed so that when you're looking at it, you can't fully see all the lines. Yeah, it's like it's like World War One dazzle camouflage. On yeah, ships. and it's it's still called dazzle, dazzle camouflage. You, so you can't you can see the shape, you can see the rough lines, but it's kind of designed to hide the minutia. Typically, as soon as a car is announced, all of that disappears. Not with the Supra. They're showing it in the same red and red Dazzle camo <laughs> that they've had it in since they announced the car. All right? So and this this has been a long time from, like, their, like, official announcement to now. Like, this car has been an announced, quote-unquote, for, like, two or three years without, like, it any visuals on it. Long. Like... I mean, it's been a long time. Like normally, you get an announcement, and then within like I think the rumors, nine months to the a year, the rumors are that old. Yeah, I think the but actual they, announcements like a year, year and a half. Yeah, maybe. the first, uh, you know, how car manufacturers do that. Like from a distance, rear three quarters, we can only make up like one line of the side and the roof line. That was like the first. Shot. Or like just the headlights and the grill and yeah, the dark. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep. Standard. Yeah. So they had that. Yeah, I think it probably was like two years. So I mean, the weird thing is they've gone so far. They're now giving this car, the actual production car, to reviewers for first impression drives without announcing official horsepower figures and, and, and all that stuff. And they're leaving the camo on and they're still fully camouflaging the interior. So, I mean, the first thing is pretty obviously they made an ugly car and they don't want people to know, but everybody knows because they haven't taken the camouflage off yet. That car is ugly. Yeah. If it looks anything close to what the, the NASCAR version looks like Which is, is it, heinous oh it's oh it's hideous failed abortion ugly oh wow <laughs> i mean you know i mean too much or no, you've seen it they took the front of the supra which is at, even at this point recognizable yeah and bolted and onto a stock car it, it yeah it looks fake because in many ways it is well, of yeah course it it's is. not really stock but it looks like a horrible photoshop and they're still, but it, the thing that just blows my mind is that they, Jalopnik, had pictures of the interior of the car, and it's all covered in felt. <laughs> what are they doing? It's a shagging wagon. Is the inside as bad as the outside? That's really my question now. I thought it looked bad um, on the outside. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's totally bizarre. Clearly, Toyota has made a really ugly car, and I don't think they know what to do at this point. Because they know it. They're so far down the road, and they definitely know Let's it. Let's give it to the reviewers. Let them talk about the drivability and the power delivery and the handling and all the other stuff besides how terrible it's going to look. Without let's announcing them. figures. Yeah. Let's, let's sell them on the other stuff first. And then say, oh, by the way, this is what it's going to look like. But here's the thing. Even, even if it is ugly, and it is, no one cares. Everyone's just like, oh, the Supra, people are still going to bandwagon it. You know, it's whatever, whatever. But they're also doing another thing that really irks me when car manufacturers do it. They're doing the thing where they lie about the purpose of technology in the car. So, uh, on I forget who it was at Jalopnik who, who wrote up the test drive they did, but they were there with the designer of the car, the guy who, you know, designed the whole thing, the ugly car. And uh, <laughs> he said, oh, well, you know, it's not coming with a manual. It has to have a dual clutch gearbox because there's too much torque. And the shifting would be hard if 
if it had a manual. Okay, well, okay, so that's a lie. Let's put that to the side. Well, I mean, how much torque would you have to have for it to make it too hard to shift? Well, that's what I'm saying, and they're estimating it in the low threes. That's like... High twos, low threes. <laughs> which, would you need, like, semi-truck torque? <laughs> in the and even real. they have manual transmissions. <laughs> right, and they but, do it just fine. It's like when Lexus said about the LFA, oh, it has to have an electronic uh, uh, tachometer, a real one couldn't keep up. It and couldn't it's like, rev that fast, okay, yeah. You're lying. Just say you hey, want it that by the way, way, same manufacturer. That's true, same, that's a really good point. Same parent company. Just, you know what, don't... Do that. Don't create false mythology. Just say this car is better with a double clutch because at that point, at now you can't deny that. A double clutch gearbox, a good one, is better than a manual. Yes. It's yeah. fine. Had I had an option of a DCT or a manual in my WRX, I would have taken the DCT. Probably. And it, you know, and even though I wanted to learn how to drive one, I would have still been like, mm, actually, I'm going to have one of this. It's. It's better. It's fine. We can just say now you can drive a manual because you like to drive a manual. Yes. Don't do all this. And make better-looking cars, honestly. Yeah, Toyota. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. You hear that? Huh? No. I don't <laughs> think anybody from Toyota that. listens to this. If you do, make a better-looking Supra already. So, all right. Moving Toyota. on. Moving on to the almost the antithesis of Toyota. I was going to say that. What may, What is certainly held up as the paragon of car design the, uh, I mean, throughout history, you know, that's kind of what is with Ferrari. It's not that they're always considered the best looking set, that throughout history, they're never considered less than a premier car. There was never like a dip, you know, like with Lamborghini. Yeah. They were always considered that, that, that premium tier. Well, I think, I think they dipped in the 80s, but everybody dipped in the 80s, so it doesn't really count. Well, yeah, and, and it wasn't like a reputational hit, it was just all the... Every car that was made in the Everyone, 80s was super ugly. Everyone's like, oh, it's the 80s. Yeah, shit. Okay. Well, and even, well, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. This all started when I stumbled upon a list of, at the time, the 35 most expensive cars ever sold at auction. That's now 36 most expensive cars ever sold at auction because there was because one sold. Because people are just making stuff up now. No, because there was one sold at Pebble Beach for so much money. They had to they put just it They just added it on the end. <laughs> it was the most money ever. So... 30, 36 most expensive cars sold at auction. No repeats. You know, it's not like the same car is resold a couple times. All different cars, all individual models. There's not a repeat model in the top 36? No, no, no. There are repeat models, but not repeat cars. Sorry, like repeat VIN. Correct. Okay. All individual VINs. Got it. So 36 cars. <sighs> On that list, 36, there's only eight makes. Ford, Alpha, Aston, Jaguar, Mercedes, McLaren, and Ferrari. Four of the top five are Ferraris. <laughs> Seven of the top ten are Ferraris. All in all, 24 of 36 cars on that list so are So literally two-thirds are Ferraris. Exactly two-thirds are Ferraris. I guess 20. I wasn't that far off. Here's, here's something that's even crazier. 15 of those 24 are all the same model. So three letters and not the one in my dream car from my pick from the dream car episode. No, 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 no. They're all 250s. Oh. Variations of the 250. Right. So, okay. Here's here's the thing. Can can we get like a drop of the USSR theme here so we can talk some money? (laughs) Just like (laughs) na 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 na. Okay. Tristan, get on that. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. I'll make that happen. Because this number is so Goddamn outrageous. 24 cars. 24. $462.6 million. In Ferraris. For those tw- in Ferraris. For those 24. Uh-huh. And 245.3 mil just on 250s. What is going on? Why? Why? Because that's what the collector market is. If it's super rare, you're just going to get more money for but it. But it's not that rare. There's the, 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 They just sold, you know, in the past couple of years, 15 250s for at least 11 million. 11 million or more. They're not that rare. Okay, so there's fi- they sold 15. How many of them are there in the world? Well, there's at 15? Least- then they're really rare. No, no, no. <laughs> Like it's, there's there's not like they, it's not like the GTO that I talked about in the Dream Car episode where they rolled like eighty thousand of them off the line. Yeah, but off more the to assembly the, line. Like, but more to the point, they uh, that's just the ones that have sold for over. I think the lowest on this ranking was 
like 10.8 mil. So at Pebble Beach alone, there were like five 250 sold, but those those are the the low class. Those are like six million. Those are like five million. Yeah, you, you can't think about those. We're only talking. I mean, <laughs> only the poor. Am I really the only person who thinks that you're just like oh, it's whatever? Is that not that big a deal? I think this is absolute insanity. Why is it insanity? Because all of those cars are ugly, and they're not that good. But they're collectible. That's See, the piece. $462.6 million. That doesn't freak you out? No. Oh, my God. This is impossible. I think <laughs> It doesn't freak me out. I anyway. think that's lunacy. Tristan's I, on his phone, presumably looking something up. I am. I'm trying to look and see... How many G, G250s? How many they ever made would be my question. But I mean... I, I would be curious. I mean, do they only make them for like one year? No, did they no, only no, no, make no. them for. Because you, what you got to remember is all of these. So the, the um, 250 was a type of car, you mm-hmm. know, like a Camry or whatever. And they made different versions. There's a California, and there's a GT, and there's a Spider, and there's a this and that mm-hmm. and the other. And it's not necessarily like this list is just one of those. They're not all 250 GTs. It's just a 250. So one could be a Spider, one could be a GT, yeah. one could be a it could be GTO. Yeah. GTO. Yeah. See, I, I heard the GTO was the was the one to have. Oh yeah, sorry. The the top two um, are two fifty GTOs. I'm pretty sure. Let me let me pull out my list here. The the top the two most expensive cars that have ever sold in history are both Ferrari GTOs. I think they're the two seventy five GTOs. Oh, two seventy five. Um, one was sold last year for thirty eight point one million dollars. <laughs> And that guy got a great deal because the one that sold this year at Pebble Beach, forty-eight point four million dollars. Yeah, an auto blog has one, a two fifty GTO, that sold in a private sale, not an auction, for seventy mil. Oh my! What? (laughs) Come on, man! You don't think this is crazy? Nearly double the last auction price. Oh my god! Yeah, I. I don't think it's. I don't think the fact that the car sells for that much is crazy. Like, I, that doesn't really trigger anything in me. What what I get to is, what the hell kind of person, like, what do you have to be, what do you have to do, like, like what is your profession where you can drop $70 million on a car? That you're never going to drive. To be clear, you're not driving like, Did they car. say who the purchaser was? Was that, like, no. Bill Gates or somebody? Private sale. No, no. That was probably uh, Sultan of Brunei who loves cars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oil so, money over there, maybe. And here's the other thing, too, is they are often treated... Was it Bezos? They're often treated as an investment. Because the the uh, the one that was, was for $40 million that won at auction, mm-hmm. the estimates, the appraisers are saying it's one of the best examples ever if they hold on to it and keep it in good condition. Within 10 years, it will sell for $100 million. Oh, my God. That is not that's not the inflation rate. There's people by the make way. people make a living buying and selling these cars because it's an investment. Like they don't they're not going to no they're not going to drive it. They probably it's like buying land, you know, uh, land, land. land for investment you're never going to live on. Yeah. I, okay, it's not like buying a land you're never going to live on. It's an ugly old Ferrari. That can earn you $60 million in 10 years. It's, it's a great ugly, investment. It's an ugly apartment in Manhattan that you'll flip no, around. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're never going to no, win no, it. No, no, no. You're not going to win this with a gentrification argument. <laughs> They're not remotely similar. They're just not. This is this is investing in a Babe Ruth rookie card. This is hobbyist-level crap that you're hoping is going to make you a ton of money. No, it's not hope. It's been proven that it yeah, does. Yeah, these have sold no, no, no. this way for a long time. Okay, but it's listen. It's not new. Let's, let's not pretend that this is like... An endless market that will always, always go up. This is, you know, bubble economy. This, you know, you can't say like, oh, that Ferrari is as good in, an investment as a, what was it, a Manhattan, Manhattan apartment, apartment complex? No, not complex, just one apartment. Just one. No, it's not the same as that. Let's let's get rid of that. Well, put the, put, just put together a graph of how long they've been selling and for how much. I wonder what what the curve looks like. I do wonder. Damn near straight up. I wonder. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Almost 90 degree angle. I, I, I guess, is it, does it freak you out because of the, just the, the sheer amount of money or because you think the car doesn't look good? Like, it's an old car. No old cars are that good. I mean, definitely, definitely the monetary waste is appalling to me. 
But if you've got the money, who cares? It's not a, I can't see this as a, it ain't tricking if you got it type thing. It's like, oh, well, because here's the thing. You're never driving that car. No one's going to see that car. No one, maybe even your immediate family, is ever going to happen upon that car because you don't have that shit in your garage. It's in a hermetically sealed vault in the middle of Nevada. You know what I mean? If you really want to appreciate it, you're not even looking at it. You're just hiring someone to polish it lightly once every month. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so, you got the money to do it. So, you know, <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's not a collectible in the true sense. It's just sort of something else. It's like... Uh, An investment. No. It's like... Like that apartment in Manhattan. It's like play money. Because, you know, that guy who bought that, he's not depending on that car to gain $40 million in five years to make his living. It's just, you know, it's right. play money. Um, so part of it is the waste, because it's, you know, the cars are arguably crap. The 250 was famous for being garbage. It had terrible brakes. The build quality was bad. And, uh, you know, the convertible ones all leaked. Every single one. <laughs> but... There's always that, but it's a Ferrari. And, if, and a, if I'm not mistaken, it's a V12 Ferrari, is it not? I don't know, and I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Which I think a lot of Ferraris are V12 we'll back say, then. But I mean, that drives another particular premium. Because, and yeah, the, the V12, and I would assume it's a V12 because Ferrari, especially back in those days, were known for their engines more than anything else. Enzo Ferrari was actually quoted as saying, aerodynamics is a study for people who don't know how to build engines. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's funny. Uh, okay, and the, the other part of it is, Ferrari's built only 54 major road, road models since they've been around. In 70 years? Yeah, only, you know, that's, that's not a ton. Well, yeah, they don't go by, like, don't have an entire line of cars. Like, <laughs> the they'll build two, a the car. 2018 Ferrari 488 versus right. 2019. Well, that, that exactly, that's what yeah. I mean. Like, they'll build a car or two for a couple years and then retire it and introduce another one. Right. Yeah. So 54 is a pretty low number. And as, as I said before, Ferrari's held up as this paragon of especially looks and performance. You know, I guess that's kind of what they're known for. If you want the best looks to go with the best performance, then you get a Ferrari. Yeah, because I think you can find performance that's better mm -hmm. and looks that are better. Mm -hmm. But if you want a mix of both. Yeah. Like where, where, where the diagram comes together. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the definition of premium yes. in all things. So 54 major cars, they're held up as you know making the most beautiful cars, blah, blah, blah. I can only think of four that look good and really one of them one of them doesn't count so in no order i think the f40 looks good but i can definitely see the argument for that car being wildly ugly just the only part the only argument there for it being ugly i think that people could have a valid case is the headlights because yeah the headlights you see on the car are not the headlights it has pop-up headlights behind it and that just looks yeah it looks weird ridiculous hella weird yeah, I don't know. Is it is it pop-ups are like the running lights and then the other ones are brights? So like I don't know how that works. No, no, the um the lights in the lenses in the front of the car obviously will post pictures of all these. But um, when you look at the car it has like lensed headlights. Those mm. are running lights and blinkers and behind it are the headlights Actual and pop-up beams. Yeah, the beams. Yes. But, you know, this car is the the first car that I ever attached to as like, "Oh my god, that car's really pretty." You know, I had like the model, all that stuff. And um it was also one of the first production cars to do 200 miles an hour. And a running theme you'll see is that Andrew could say he could name four that he liked the looks of. I can just about name four. Tristan. I've never attached a Ferrari in any way. We were talking we were about, about this before, before you got here. You claim to not know anything about Ferrari. Everyone knows so many Ferraris. Even Every if you don't know, you know it. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll see it and be like, oh, Well, yeah. I can look at it and go, that's a Ferrari. But, like, if you asked me to name them, it would be... I, mean, I can do it. Well, let's, let's do it, right? So it'll be... <laughs> Here's the it'll exercise. Be, Here we go. The, the F40, the 458, and I only know the 488 because they're basically the same. It's just a revolution of the same car. Yep. The California. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, I, I know the names of, but I constantly get mixed up, the FFX, FXX and the Enzo. I cannot tell the two apart. Mm -hmm. And then the Scaglietti. That's it. You can that, name that, a couple more. And that's a weird one. I'm sure you can... You can name a few more. Modena, Marinello, F50. 
The, oh, la, the La Ferrari. Oh shit, that's right. So, come, so come on, on man. Oh, what came after the F40? It was the F50, of course. <laughs> and the F60. No, just kidding. No. That's not right. I mean, you would be like, oh yeah, see, that's not. You could tell me that's a Ferrari F60. It came after the F50. I'd be like, oh okay, because I have no idea. I think you know more. I think you. Know, I, mean, I don't. You're playing coy. Yeah, I think you're being a little coy. <laughs> you're playing coy. I certainly don't know how many 45 or whatever. 54. Maybe I didn't know that. You know, whatever. I didn't know like that. It's fine. I don't know any... He didn't know that. He looked that up. He didn't yeah. right. know that. I certainly Wikipedia. don't know <laughs> nearly as many Ferraris as I know almost anything else. Right. Um, but, yeah, so of the cars I think are, are... So, F40 was the first car that I think is beautiful, although I definitely understand why people would say it's ugly. The 488... I agree there. I agree there. Yeah, the 488, I will hear no bad things about. That car is perfect. The 488, Nicholas. I have no problem with the 488. I just like the 458 <laughs> better because it was the first in that design language. That's the only reason. It's a sentimental thing. Nah, I couldn't tell the two apart. The 488 looks like what the 458 should have looked like. That's oh, how you know. Okay. <laughs> take that, take that. I'm trying to figure out where... Like, Tristan, is it... Be... I can't say... It... We can't say it's because they don't... It's the, it's the numeric names because Audi does it. Well, yeah, Audi A4, does A6, A5, BMW. A... I, it's not the numeric names. It's I is it know. because Ferrari doesn't make Jeep or Audi <laughs> or Subaru or Subaru? Is that what's going? It's because they compete with Audi. I think it's I think it's a Le Mans thing. He can't. Like PTSD. They, don't, they don't though. They're not in the same class. Shh, doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't. Shush. You shush. No, it's no. I think I, because I I think they're boring. You I th- like this guy. Okay, now I'm think, with him. I can't. So what about either. them is boring? They're all red Wait, with you're tan jumping, interior. You're jumping, okay, you're jumping it. We have got to get through this list here. And right, we fine. Talk about, okay. Fine. Okay. Then we can talk to Tristan about how he does. I also don't know any Ferraris because they're boring. So, <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> how it is. I have amnesia now. Okay. So no, four eight eight, perfect. The quintessential Ferrari. The the only thing that keeps Ferrari notably above every other manufacturer in the eighties. The Testarossa. That has to be. The most iconic car of the 80s. That's a name I've heard because my dad named my computer hard drive that. Testarossa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, I don't know what it's like, though. That's oh, how yeah. iconic you, it is. You know, with, this, all the, with all the strike marks down the side, that front, it was on, okay. you know, it was on OutRun, it was on every poster ever of anything from the 80s has a, has a Testarossa. Has a Testarossa. It does. Got it. 100%. Got it. Yeah, um, Miami Vice, when they're not in the boats, they're driving the Testarossa. Oh, of course. Like, uh, anything that has neon lettering has I'm a Testarossa. I'm receiving a bit of an education. <laughs> I appreciate it. And the last one I picked is the 275, which is an older car. But, you know, it's kind of, eh, maybe I'm changing my mind. It's kind of eh. It looks like an E-type. It does actually kind of look like an E-type. But uh, it has a... That's how a lot of the design language was back then. It has a very square back, very much unlike the E-type. It's all E-type up until the the B-pillar. And then it goes (laughs) angular and sharply down. (laughs) Speaking about a square-ass back end. So not... I'm laughing, trying to keep it together right now. Because it's entirely off topic, but square back end. I saw the most ridiculous looking car the other day. A Toyota Yaris sedan. Looks like someone didn't finish sculpting it. It's just made out of the clay block at the back. I don't know that I've ever seen it. <laughs> I saw one it. the other day for the first time ever, and I went, oh my god, what is that thing? <laughs> and I got close enough to see the patch. I was like, oh my god, it's a Yaris sedan. I didn't even know they made those. It is horrible. All right. Anyway. Shout to Toyota again. Make better looking cars. <laughs> hey! All right. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyways, those are the four on my list. I can, I've kind of cooled off on the 275. I think I was being generous. So we'll say three and a half? Three and a half. Three and a half out of 54? Out of 54. Okay. Full lineup. I, I, didn't, I didn't look at all 54. <laughs> but... Nor would any reasonable person. Right. So, like, so, well, so then you can't really say three and a half out of 54 if you never looked at all. 54. No, I did. I'm just accepting I'm not reasonable. Oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> I'm glad he's accepting it. As lo- yeah, as long as we're, as long as we, you know, the first step is acceptance. Is acceptance, yeah. So that's good. We've made, we've made strides here. So I looked, I looked at 15. I looked at 15 from 
starting in the, I think I went, I didn't go back to the 50s and 60s. I, I started in the 70s and went up and I just picked 15. Most of them were newer. Um, and out of the 15 I looked at, 10 of them I thought were pretty good. Mm -hmm. So way better ratio than three and a half out of 54. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 15 is way better. Um, I agreed, so we'll, we already... F40 crossed that one off the list. We agree. Testarossa crossed that one off the mm. list. We agree. 488 crossed that one off the list. We we agree. I put the 458 on there. Oops. We know my reasons behind that. I've mentioned this <laughs> Quiet on a couple, from the peanut gallery. <laughs> a couple of different episodes. Um, the um, the 812 super fast. The front engine one looks really good. The name um, is goofy. It actually says super fast. Yeah, that's the name of the car. Fast. The eight twelve okay. super fast. Super fast. <laughs> super fast. I uh, I know that one because the name is hilarious. Um, the F twelve, I thought was a really good looking the car. Berlinetta. Berlinetta. The California was a really good looking car. The new one. Yeah. Yeah. When they brought it back, I I, see, I do like the California. I think that's see, ugly. See, you know that one. I think that car's ugly. I think it looks like a. I said I knew that one. That was one of the ones. Oh, I that had. was one you named. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it looks like a jumped up Maserati. That's my problem with it. It is. But I say, isn't it? <laughs> it is a hundred percent. Yeah. So, that's my problem with it. Okay, but it still looks good. Mm. Maserati version looks good too. Mm. Um. The what other ones did I say looked good? Oh, the Scuderia Spider Spider Sixteen M. Was a very good looking car. That was um, that was a '90s car. Those are just words, man. <laughs> was that the um, the f you're not talking about the 430 Scuderia? Not the 430. The so what would that have been based off the 360? I don't think it was based off the 360. It was the literal name of it is Scuderia Spire 16M. There's no 430, 340, nothing on it. I'm look um, it up. Yeah, look that one up. And as you're looking it up to keep so the people don't have to wait on dead air. Let's go through ones that I thought were ugly. <laughs> yeah. Let's, Let's see the flip side of the coin. Yeah, it's based off the 430. Oh, that is the 430. Yep. Okay. My bad. They all so, sound like um, Ford trucks, too, by the way. <laughs> F430. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ferrari just announced their first ever SUV is coming in So 20, it's going to be ugly. 20, bum, 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 bum. 2022. First of all, the name is one that nobody's going to be able to pronounce. The name is wild problematic, in my view. For not just the pronunciation region, reason. Oh boy, I haven't even heard of it. What is it? I'm going to try to pr pronounce it right here. It give is it, the Give it to the Italian. Pu puro sangue? Puro sangue. The pure blood? Yes. I don't know, man. I don't know if you want to be running around producing the pure blood when we got people in America like blood and soil. I don't know if you want to be doing hey, that. Hey, think about it. At least, like, a German car company didn't do it. Well, that's kind of my thing. But it would be kind of like... Yeah, but didn't the, weren't the Italians aligned with them? They were, but, <laughs> the, but the Germans were the blood and soil well, I mean, and to be clear, Italy has an incredibly messed up racial history as well. Mm -hmm. I just... And I understand that, that they were not remotely considering that. Because we're, they're, we're not, not horses, yeah. really. It's what they're going for. They're going for, like, purebred horses. Like purebred horses, yeah. yeah. So we're not and, accusing Ferrari of that by any stretch. They need to think about these things. Well, and purebred raid, that's always been their thing. <laughs> Ferrari makes the purebred racing machine you know, for the road. I, you know, I, but... Uh, oh, and by the way, it's ugly as shit. They haven't even fully... They released a sketch, and it looked terrible. It looked... It's, it's <laughs> looked that really bad. Ferrari, that means you still have time to take a lesson... Take a lesson from what we've already told Toyota. Yeah. Stop making ugly cars. Already. And I then, mean, also, the the picture you sent on the group chat... Of the, uh... Oh, the other The Monza. Oh. oh. Oh, my lord. How... God awful is that it's thing? It's unbearable. They, uh, for people who don't know, what we're talking about Ferrari released. A, there's a there's a name for that style of car. SP one and SP two Monza was like the the one and the two the, the the two different models that they showed in the picture. Like one was the black one. Yeah, but they're like wind windscreenless, um, sort of like like old fashioned. Kind of like, like kind of like club club, yeah, like club sport things. Club racers. Yeah. 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 Ooh, but you know what it looks like to me in those pictures? Justin, do you have them pulled up? I'm doing it right now. It looks like... Remember when Audi announced their new design language for the A3? It looks like someone cut the top of an A3. And they're like, ah, oh, this is a sports car. <laughs> 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 sports car. 
you know what it looks like. It out. What it looks like is yeah, somebody, some big fat guy, <laughs> sat on a Jaguar F Type, and then they, the roof broke, so they had to cut it off. F Type. Okay. Yes, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Definitely. I can see that. Squished the whole car, and they went, "Oh man, the roof is ruined." Is it the Caterham that doesn't have the windscreen? Um, it all, like the little track day cars. Yeah, Caterham's yeah, crossbows. Not a crossbow, but there's one that's bigger though. It's wider. It's not. Uh, I do know what you're talking about. I cannot remember what it's called. I just remember the Top Gear thing. Radical. Right? No. I can't remember at all who made it. Yeah, Radical makes that like prototype track day car. I think thing. no. I think this was a German company. Oh man, I can't remember it. I just remember no. the Top Gear episode. I think it was James May was driving around in it on the on the test track, and he was getting hit in the face with bugs because it didn't have a windscreen, and he was. <laughs> Uh, oh, what was it? I can't remember the name of it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, but anyways, but uh, that's what to me. That's what that um, the the Monza reminds me of, and it's terrible. It reminds me actually. What it reminds me of the most of is um, cars that are not supposed to have drivers in them. What they were? Oh, yes. What they were gonna do for the yes! robot racing tied to Formula E? Mm-hmm. It, looks like, it looks like it's not designed to have people in it. And then they pulled the well. Actually, we need drivers. <laughs> We have to teach the machines. We have to uh, teach the machines yet. But, okay, and yes, yes, whatever. Looks are objective. I don't care about any of that. Here's the thing to remember. When we're talking about the rest of these cars, when we're talking about the 250s and the 275s, $17 million, $40 million. I mean, it's just not rational. It's not logical. There's a lot of things out there that aren't rational. That, that Like, spend-wise, that doesn't bother me. But, I mean, okay. If somebody wants to spend their money on that, Fine, go do it. Who nah, cares? Don't give me that libertarian. Get mad. Uh, <laughs> but when you think about, oh, how about okay. you don't get mad for once? But think about something like the F40. That is a genuine accomplishment in the history of motorsports. Before this car came out, no car had done over 200 miles an hour. No street legal car. Right. The day after this car came out, a street legal car could do 200 miles an hour. Things, that, things changed that day. That drove car innovation. This car continues to drive car innovation. Mm-hmm. And this car doesn't sell for anywhere near a good condition 250. A car that was objectively trash. It's so weird. I don't, I don't get it. Is it rarity? It's, got, it's rarity and collectability. That's what it is. There in in almost, comparison? There are almost no F40s. I What's mean, the going the rate on an F40? Let's, let's, look, let's look up a F40 sale. My phone is on a charger in another room. I can't, I can't pull it up. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's got to be a collectability thing. There has to be less 250s out there than F40s. Uh, two things here, 12 things you know about the F40. Uh, oh my gosh. Sorry, this is the actual car and driver archive test. <laughs> oh my god. Really? Okay, so the sticker price... Was seven hundred thousand dollars in nineteen eighty seven? Nineteen eighty seven. Oh my! Was how God. much? Seven hundred grand. I just choked. Oh, uh, this this car is peanuts. This car is for peasants. Only one point seven mil. Nothing. One it's selling for nothing. Yeah, one point two four is one I found. That's barely even inflation. If it was introduced at seven hundred thousand. Come on. Now, to be fair, though, this auction listing from Sotheby's says it is one of 213 with a catalytic converter and non-adjustable suspension, which means there are ones either without cats or with adjustable suspension. Yes. There's, there's more than 213 of these cars out there. Right, but it's not more than a few hundred. I would right. Bet. But I think compared to however many the 250s, 250s are left... That might be part of it. It's just gotta be it. But that's it. So, no, I agree with your with your with your argument of if you're talking in terms of automotive history and what it means to technology advancement, you're a hundred percent right. But that's not how private sales and collectability works. It has nothing to do with what the car actually did for the industry. Okay, so I actually have numbers on specifically. The Ferrari GTO. Which okay. Is, uh, the, sorry, the Ferrari 250 GTO, of which I think on that list there were like seven. Okay. Seven like of that. the top 36. Seven of the 15. Seven was, of the top 15. Seven of the 15 of those 250s. Because remember, oh, of yeah, that yeah. car of 30, uh, that list of 36, 15 were 250s. Got it. Uh, in 
uh, in between 62 and 64, just those two years, they only made 36, and 33 had a specific bodywork. Yeah, who knows? This is all Ferrari people shit. Ferrari coach work stuff, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So I mean that, so, that's, that was when less they were than twenty percent of the F40s of one type of the F40. That's right. just the GT. Because remember, there were three other models. So right when them. they were new, it was less than twenty percent of the production as the F40. So now <sighs> you don't know how many are left. That was just when they were new. But they were. But they were. So that's that's. But that's where the price comes from. That's exact. That that's it. That's the beginning and the end of it. Collectability. But again, if we, if we want to talk production numbers, this, there's stuff on the list that's way rarer that doesn't sell for as much. McLaren uh, F1s, a Duesenberg, uh, Mercedes-Benz 540K. McLaren like, F1s, they made 100. So that's more. That's more, but again, we're talking about one trim. They only made 100 total of those cars across all trims. You know what I mean? So, like, for example, we're talking 250LM, GTB, GT, California, Spider. All of those are 250s, and all of those appear on this list. Versus two McLarens. F1s. Out of 100. What? I don't know. So, we've beaten that list to death. Mm-hmm. We're here to hear some hot takes about Ferraris. Oh, they're all ugly, they're all a waste of money. And uh, it's absolutely idiotic that the 250, which is a bad car, sells for galaxies more than a car from the same manufacturer that genuinely changed the entire face of motor production for the rest of history. Fair. I think those are hot takes. The last one's not even a hot take, because that's, again, you're 100% right if collectability wasn't a thing. But, so let's peel back the onion then. You say, well, besides three and a half of them, <laughs> they're all ugly. Uh-huh. So what, to you, makes a car pretty? What makes it not ugly? I genuinely have no idea. I know a big deal for me is older cars, like you said, they all look alike. And for me, it's, I, I get very weirded out by over fetishization so like for example we've talked about the db5 ask martin db5 yes that car is the same car as the db4 if you put them next to each other no one knows the difference maybe maybe one guy knows the difference and he's the guy who's selling both of them you know mm -hmm. what i mean they're, so, they're they're the same car. To steal the, 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 the white one is the db4 to steal a little bit of some humor from some British car show, some anorak-wearing man. Anorak, knows, yeah. Knows the difference. Anoraks. Yeah. And it's the, kind of the same thing with Ferrari. So you look at that 250. There are four or five trims represented. The only, you know, the only car in the 250s on that list that's something special is a car that was actually a race car. There's only one of those, and it was nowhere near the highest selling one. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? So that, the 250... And the 275 look very alike. The 250 and the GTO look very alike. All of those cars, and it looks like an E-Type, and it looks like an Aston Martin, and it looks like <coughs> a, you know, yes, car design was at a certain place in history. Mm -hmm. But even if you just, and we all know I'm no big fan of old cars, but when you look across the ocean at America, the difference in car appearance, you know, just in Europe, again, smaller landmass, smaller, all of that, the looks of cars in America varied wildly. I mean, they were trying some truly bizarre stuff yeah. in America. And all of these cars that get people so worked up, most of them are, again, from Ferrari, and they almost all look alike. Yeah, and that's, and that, that's my quote-unquote hot take, is that we kind of brushed over it earlier, and they're boring to me. I can't tell the difference between them, and not because I'm an idiot, because I can claim other things for that reason but it's just, it's they all are red and vaguely wedge shaped and beige inside <laughs> and that's how i can tell they're a ferrari and and that's like sometimes you get a oh yellow one i've seen those but like sometimes they're yellow <laughs> yeah but like to me there's no the only reason that a lot of the german cars we mentioned with like you know, letters and numbers on them, mm -hmm. I can identify them. It's because they still have the letters and numbers on them. 
The Ferrari. I was say if if that's your argument is that they all look alike, outside of the TT, pretty much every Audi looks exactly the same too. They maybe it's a two door do, versus a four door, but they're also not held up as these pinnacles of design. That's true. That's just a car. No, it's, yeah, it's like they are luxury cars. Or they're supposed to look nice, but they look nice. They're not supposed to look, you know, eye ravishing in any way. Everybody gets all hot and bothered about them. I'm like, I just see a red wedge. I don't. It doesn't. So when you're looking at so okay you know, okay so let's peel back this onion a little bit. What. What is your opinion of like the pinnacle of design? Then would you go Lamborghini? Would you go? I think Lamborghini's up there. Um, I think. Would you go McLaren? I mean, like. And no, because that's the exact same problem I have with McLaren, McLaren. And, and they've admitted it. They're like, there's for in, in our opinion, they said there's only one way to go fast, and it's in cars that look like this, and they're all gonna look the same, and we're okay with that. And so yeah, they all look the same, and. And they're not trying to hold themselves up as pinnacles of design. They want to... They're the engineer's car. They're the pocket protector, glasses wearing, but I made a bazillion dollars. I want to buy a car. They buy the McLaren because they're engineered. Within well, an it's inch British of, engineering. We'll say within an inch of their lives. Well, British engineering is good. British manufacturing... Yeah. <laughs> British electronics. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. That's why well, the outfits are the Germans Stay now. away. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's why that's why they all have Bosch electronic systems. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but and so and then so you, or you have the other side of things. You have things like Pagani. Um, even some of the things like like Koenigsegg. Like it's a different type of styling. It's that very minimalist Scandinavian styling. But even I think that's in a lot of senses more compelling than to me. What kind of all looks like the same thing? So I cannot even reliably tell the FFXX and the Enzo apart from each other. Like to me, that's they're all kind of they're exciting, but in a nondescript way. You look at it and you go, "Ooh, that car's fast and it looks good," but there's no, there's no. I feel like there's almost like there's no joy in it. It's weird. Like they like they they crank out these cars that happen to look good because they make them just. Eh, much different than the last one. So they're like, oh, well, the last one looked good. We'll make one that's kind of like that in overall shape. Add some new ducts and, you know, slashes down the side for the Testarossa or whatever. And look, we made a new car. And then say, hey, we're the masters of design language. And, okay. Is it sure? Is it, and this isn't, I'm not trying to make a... This isn't like a counterpoint or making an argument. This is a legitimate question. Is it Ferrari themselves that are saying this? Or is it the... I think it's... Or is it the Tifosi? Is it the, well, is it the, the cult following? It's, the, the fans that are saying it? What Tristan said connected a lot of dots for me. And I think you'll agree with me when I say it's both. Yes. Ferrari has said it specifically... You know, Enzo Ferrari was not a, a quiet man. Il Comandatore or whatever they call him. Yeah. You know, yeah, Ferrari for sure. has said they make beautiful cars for so long that they no longer have to say it themselves. And what always what, what Tristan said connected a lot of dots for me, like I said, because it what it comes down to is a self a self-building mythology around a car manufacturer that may at this point, like you pointed out, just be building cars to fuel this buy it, never drive it, hope to God it appreciates market. And I don't think anyone can argue that that's not what specifically what Ferrari does, because what they do, you know, 458, okay, people get in, brand new car, when that car launched, it was regarded widely in automotive journalism as the most beautiful production car ever made. Yep. The next year, 488, uh, Competizione, Pista, uh, Scuderia, whatever, special editions, little changes, add a stripe, you know what I mean? The collectors go, no, no, no. I don't want the regular 458. Give me the Competizione. Let me park that in my garage and hope it appreciates. You know what I mean? It's this it's this market where Ferrari is building its own hype and fueling it so people buy their cars and sit them in their garages. And I, th- I think that's, obviously, it's all anecdotal. Zero science here. Oh, no, no. But, but when we talk about, like, our neat car news, we've had at least three that I can remember Lamborghini sightings in our neat car news. Mm-hmm. Who's brought up a Ferrari? Who's seen a Ferrari? I haven't at all. I've seen. I've seen them parked at racetracks. I've never seen them yep, on the road. I've seen. Oh, I've, I've seen two. I guess I wasn't even counting racetracks outside the racetrack. One of them was parked 
at the mall I used to work at, and one of them was driving. None of those were in the last year. Hmm. And, and I see Lamborghinis all the time, because that's, I think, despite being this, you know... Maybe that's the mindset of the buying group. Exactly, yeah, I think that, and, that's, and it's part of the mindset of the buying group, and it's part of the... And I think that mindset is there because that's what they're told to do. Um, you know, the Ferraris are definitely tested. They're, they're, they're great driving cars. They put up good track numbers. They win a bunch of stuff in IMSA. Mm -hmm. They drive really well. You never see them on the road. Lamborghinis and other stuff, it's like, hey, buy this and then people drive it. It's, it's kind of the reason why Ferrari, outside of their own track, would never have a feeder series. But Lamborghini does. Yes. Ferrari has a feeder series. Yeah, they race it on their own <coughs> track on the, uh, at Ferrari World. They race a series there. No, they race it all over the place. IMSA sanctions it, the 488 Challenge. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> super popular. Well, it's a feeder series. It's like <laughs> super trofeo. Who do like, they race it with? Oh, it's Ferrari. They have to have their own weekend. Oh, oh for... <laughs> okay. Then, then is it Cancel. Feeder... You're canceled. Then is it Shut a feeder it down. series? <laughs> That's just club spec racing. Oh, my God. Sanctioned by IMSA. Oh, my God. It's so mad about that. You made me think that I got something wrong, and I actually got it double right. Okay. It's not the same thing at all. Yeah, I mean, we can. I think we can point to those two things as being basically uh, opposed and, and appealing to their market. Lamborghini bring Super Trofeo to IMSA weekends because they want to sell the Lamborghini as a car that's not only good in the racetrack, but something you might want to see. Ferrari doesn't do that because they don't want people to see their cars. They don't want common people to come and see them race. They only want people who like Ferraris to see and them who, race. And who probably already own them. Or would like to and yes. already have them. They already the have the Pumas and the pants. And the, and the quarters and the quarters that pull over. Quarters that pull know. over. You already know. Yeah. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> And so that's that's my hot take. Do I sound is... completely unhinged here? <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. All right. Yeah, I mean that's part of the entertainment. That's what gets gets the ears. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I don't know. Sorry, I, I cut you off, Tristan. Yeah, go ahead. No, so I mean that's that's my take on the whole Ferrari thing is that and like I said that the, the German cars may not necessarily be better, but they do wear name tags, which helps. <laughs> um, you know, and that's you can and, valid and then you can associate. Oh, I've read something about this number. That's this car, versus like, oh, I heard this, and that's this is why we're gonna have to post pictures. Oh yeah, because people don't know. Because you can't say like, I think oh, it looks more like people this. know than you do. I know, but I'm saying, <laughs> but like, you know, not certainly not all of the ones we've we've talked about. No. No, I mean I've got a huge list here. This is going to be a massive photo album for this one when it comes out because we've got we we talked about a ton of them. Talk about a lot of cars. Um, I don't know. I I'm not, I'm not buying into the they all look alike thing. I mean, they, yes, like a four five eight to a four eight eight because it is an iteration on the same platform. In a period, they all that that's cool. But I mean, the eight twelve super fast. Actually, yeah, great name. Can't help but laugh super at that name. Fast. I can't it's help it. It's a super fast, man. Come on, man. It's a super fast. Um, front engine, rare for Ferrari. So by nature, it's going to look way different. It's actually got a longer nose, more like a Viper or an AMG. Oh, they just want to make a Corvette well, beater. <laughs> it's rare now. Actually, I, I, I didn't get to this one yet, and one of the cars I looked at was the Portofino. My comment was Corvette, question mark. Because that's it's a front engine that's almost exactly what it looks I'm like. I'm telling you, you got to be looking at this 488 and be like, oh man, that's a Corvette. Because that's the future. That's what the new one's going to look like. It's, it's the future. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the new one's going to look like. And I'm not a fan. But you know what? It's funny, it's funny that you should mention the Corvette. Because, again, when uh, I wanted to make fun of you about the Corvette going mid-engined... I asked if it was going to be a Ferrari fighter. There are so many other mid-engine cars that race in series all over the world. Mm -hmm. No one, no one calls anything that's mid-engine a Jag or a, a Lamborghini fighter. No one calls it a McLaren fighter. A McLaren fighter. Or a, it doesn't matter. It's all Ferrari fighters. Well, I you think, know what I mean? I think that. Well, I think that just came from when Ford went to Le Mans in the '60s. They called their GT40, the Ferrari killer. Ferrari killer? Oof. Not the fighter, the killer. Killer, beater, mm -hmm. fighter. 
<laughs> what are you doing there? Well, they're all more or less the same. So, yep. but I, I've never heard Ferrari fighter for modern day cars, race cars or otherwise. Oh, really? No, I've, I've, I, I acknowledge the Ferrari killer for back in like the 60s or Maybe whatever. It's but killer, I don't know. But I like for I don't know any new any new iteration that's come out. I haven't heard. Oh yeah, this is our Ferrari fighter. It's like no, that maybe compete. It's in the same class. Yeah, you're competing against it, but they don't like dub it that. Like they don't give it that nickname. We'll see. We'll see when the new uh, when the new Corvette comes out. Yeah, when the new Corvette comes out. We'll see what happens. What is that? Twenty nineteen? No, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So in about a year's time. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. I guess for me, I had to attack the myth of Ferrari because you know what you know where it really all started um some car website I was reading I don't remember published this retrospective of the F50 one of the ugliest cars to ever exist it literally looks like a bent fork and they're like the Ferrari F50 is one of the greatest looking nope nope that car is straight up ugly and people the car's bad they won't even approach that concept with Ferraris. <laughs> the Ferrari F50 is appalling. It's so bad that Ferrari didn't put it in any of their, you know, they're in video games. They're in, they do all of this media stuff. They kept the F50 out of it for seven to ten years. Yep. Because that car is wild ugly. I agree with you there. It's and going, it's, it's going like this. <laughs> uh-huh. It's, no it's one can bad. see what you just did. I, I can see it. <laughs> it's going... <laughs> That's how it's going. And it, it has sound to it. It has sinuses. It, does. <laughs> it really does. The most appalling thing about the F50 was that that was their follow-up to, to the, the F40. 40. Uh, mm, one of the best cars ever made. Come on, you and have you followed to, up with a bent fork. When you see a mythology like this, <laughs> um, a gaping mouth bent fork with sinuses. Mm-hmm. When you see the mythology like this, I, of the F50. I cannot help but question it. <laughs> that should be the name of this episode. <laughs> ben Fork with sinuses? Gaping Ben Fork with sinuses? I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> done. Uh, it's done. Uh, but no, when you see mythology like this, not just in cars, but anywhere, you have to question it because a lot of it isn't real. Well, that's what I was just... That was going to be yeah. my wrap-up. Like, how much of myths are actually true? Especially when, it's, a myth. especially when it's so bulletproof. Because Ferrari people, you know they like the F50. Mm-hmm. Because they like all of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, even... I am... I'm an Audi person. And and I can say... we There were definitely some clunkers in that bunch. They I'm were, a Corvette person. Yeah. I don't like the new one. I like the C7. And you don't even. You definitely don't like the next one. Nope. <laughs> we already know that. We already know that. But the, but but Ferraris are so unassailable for Ferrari fans, and I think that's maybe that's my problem. And I've chosen to have no interest. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I mean, you're not wrong. If perchance anyone. That we, anyone that listens to us, and I think I know one person who's going to be mad, uh, (laughs) is really into Ferrari. They'll never listen to us again. They won't even, they won't even make it through this episode because they'll be so enraged that uh, I got something about the stupid 250. I I don't care. But, you know, that's, that's, it's almost like cult-like. And everyone on that buying list has literally and figuratively bought in. I'm a member of many cults. <laughs> Let me tell you something about cults. <laughs> I'm an Apple fanboy. Uh-huh. And there have been products that sucked. I am a you know, Audi Volkswagen fanboy. There have been products that sucked. Plus Dieselgate. Yes, which is a thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of Volkswagen people acknowledged that. They weren't like, well, that doesn't matter. You couldn't not. You know, like... And it's it's just something that it blows my mind that yeah the entire unimpeachability of anything that Ferrari does among Ferrari fans is just weird. Mm-hmm. That's it. I just wanted to I just wanted to shit all over Ferrari. <laughs> I'm glad you two indulged me. Was it was it a good shit? Do you feel better? I feel okay. I I, I just know obviously that like Tristan pointed out, none of this could possibly even begin to matter to anyone who's already 
anyone who's bought a pair of shoes or any clothing that has the Ferrari logo on them, they're, they're gone. They're too far gone. They'll never even be able to hear a negative comment about a Ferrari. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do this to change minds at all. I just wanted to point something out. It was, say, it was, That's just, weird. It was just, it was a therapy session is what yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was a therapy session and hopefully a friendly word of warning to those who have not yet bought your Ferrari clothing, <laughs> but are thinking about it. Yeah, just hold off. And take a real look at the bent fork with sinuses. That's right. And remember, <laughs> Ferrari made that. <laughs> and with that, we'll wrap this thing up. Guys, before we take off, do we have anybody to thank? Um, I actually would love to thank Ferrari because regardless of what Tristan says, red with cream interior... Wow! I'm not saying oh, it, I'm not saying it looks bad. Oh, by the way, Andrew's Italian. <laughs> if anybody, we, sh- we should have filmed I've this. Always been a Lamborghini man. Yeah, in my heart. You know what's weird? Like I, I guess you go over to Italy, and you don't see very many Ferraris in Italy. Of course not. They have a lot of socioeconomic problems. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and just this space. Right? Like, mm-hmm. not a lot of room on their roads for super wide sports cars. Yeah. Like, just the practicality purpose. Oh, uh, by the way, factor, also, I mean, as we're, as we're talking about um, Ferrari versus Lamborghini briefly, uh, Lamborghini gave the Pope a Lamborghini, and so God's on Lamborghini's side. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think God's on Lamborghini's side with a bribe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter how it happened. <laughs> a couple extra prayers. But it was a beautiful, whatever. Anyway, go. I Tristan. saw that picture of him going like, ooh, I like this. The photo was kind of funny. Uh-huh. Um, I would like to thank... Ooh, I don't even know. Let's see. I'd like to thank the traffic engineers mm. Who, mm. who are working on the capital construction right now. Wow, you're actually thanking major construction. Because... This is weird. Finally... They've figured out to manage a rush hour scheme where in the morning the right two lanes are the right side is two lanes and the left side is one. And then somewhere around lunchtime they flip it around so I can commute down Capitol Drive now. So thank you. Well, it only took them. It only took them like two years. Three three months that I was driving it. I don't don't know before then, but they finally figured it out. I can actually commute down Capitol now. It's a miracle. (laughs) Well, I've been yeah, I've been working at the office longer than he has. So yeah, yeah, it's I I alternate between Capitol and Lisbon depending on how frustrated I get. So yeah, thinking construction that was big. That's 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 a wow. That hurt. What about you? Actually, hurt a little. (laughs) (laughs) I feel my leg. I have to carry him out of here. What do you got? I would like to thank electricity. Yep. All right. Because without electricity, we would not have been able to look up all this shit on the fly. That's because true. it's keeping all of our phones and laptops and everything and iPads charged. So it helped to make for a better episode tonight. It did. Shout it, to electricity. What up, electricity? It makes. An episode tonight. Can I stop pedaling this bike now? Yes. <laughs> Andrew's getting really tired. My legs hurt. <laughs> and we'd also like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Um, whether you're listening on Anchor.fm or anywhere else podcasts are streamed, like Google, uh, uh, Google Play or um, iTunes or wherever else we you can find. Too many to even. Yeah, remember. we. I, I'm getting. I'm getting hung up on how many of them there are. Um, we, we thank you for tuning in. We cannot wait to speak to you yet again. Take care of yourselves. Good night. Good night. Good night.